Yabba-dabba-doo, it's Rebel FM, episode 214. I'm Anthony Gallagos. No. <laughs> no. I thought last week was 213. No. 216. No, Jesus fucking Christ. Wait, sorry, You're literally years off. <laughs> yeah. 314. Close. Uh, 316. No. I have no clue. Colder. Oh, so it's 308. No. God. <laughs> Why are you why are you skipping like five at a time? Because he said colder, and so I was like, oh, I gotta go back. 313. 313. Oh, I was really close. No, fuck off. You were not. You were 314, and then you went farther away. 214, whatever. 214 was pretty close because my mind, I was in a different mm-hmm. 100. I mean, numbers. you're technically one number off, even though you're 100 yeah, was, numbers it was off. Like a, so it was, yeah, it was like barely off. Uh, I'm Anthony Gaston, name is Arthur Geese. Hi. Uh, Matt Chandrenay. Arthur is sick today, aren't you, Arthur? Sick since Sunday morning, yeah. Oh, that's terrible. And, and we're on Friday, so you've been sick for five days. Yep. And Jesus. James Fokker. I have I have mac and cheese. Yeah. So uh, if you hear James any, like, gross... James is sick, but James is happier than I am right yeah. now because he has yeah, mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. James got a trough of mac and cheese, like a fucking... <laughs> Dude, it's, it's got, like... A vagrant child. It's got, like, chorizo. Oh, you got the Mexican? <laughs> no, so I got mac the goat. And then added and chorizo. Then added chorizo. Is this a place that all they do is mac and cheese? Homeroom, yeah. 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 They're fucking incredible. So they, they are really good. Oh, God. That's just like, it's might. just, it's just such like a, it's just one of those things you hear, right? We only do mac and cheese, but you want mac and cheese with three fancy cheeses? We'll fucking do it. I mean, they also do like <laughs> vegan mac and cheese. God, I just want to do a food truck. Everything out of the microwave is really good. Everything you want a hot pocket with some no, pizza rolls? <laughs> you want some fucking overcooked pizza rolls with no. covered in nacho cheese? I'll make you pizza roll I, nachos. Nobody tell Totino's because I know they're sponsoring a lot of gaming stuff, but nobody likes pizza rolls. <laughs> it, but yeah, I love pizza rolls. When was the last time you had a pizza roll? Like uh, probably in the last couple of years, and I definitely had a hot pocket Were this month. Were you drunk when you oh. had the pizza roll? No. Oh, well, no. I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm 99% positive. <laughs> I am not. I and think and I had a hot pocket at work the other day sober because it was fucking incredible. Oh, God. I said, the last time I had a hot pocket, I think it was like 15 years ago. A pepperoni pizza hot pocket is, gro- is great. The it's older grow. <laughs> great. Look, I love... Look, man, you Freudian slipped your way into that. I love <laughs> garbage food. Yeah. I know. I lived with you. Yeah. Just give me a trash pile with a pile of oh trash. Oh, my God. James, <laughs> so. you're just like like a champion just shoveling that shit. Nom, 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 nom. So um, if you hear like disgusting, yummy, smacking sounds, that's no, all, No, he's James. been pretty good. He's, I, I've got <laughs> he's the eating off mic. Yeah. I can't hear it. I'm going to eat a fucking cupcake after this. It's going to be yeah, awesome. Snickerdoodle cupcakes. <laughs> yeah. Explain to Goldfarb what they are. I ate one of those. I tweeted he doesn't know it. what snickerdoodles are? No, I tweeted earlier in the week, because Bethesda tried to shit on my entire fall, um, mm. that not even publisher bullshit could ruin a snickerdoodle cupcake which elicited some <laughs> surprised questions from people like andrew goldfarb of ign period com uh but snickerdoodle cupcakes are, are the delicious shit. i had one earlier it was quite good thank it's you it's vegan too wow nice so it's, i can feel good about myself and and load up with calories and sugar i mean honestly it's been my experience that vegan baked goods often have to have like way they're more so more calorie dense a lot oh, of times sure yeah. they are to yeah. make up for all the fat <laughs> yeah they're like more margarine <laughs> chorizo is really good in this yeah, yeah. Their chorizo <laughs> is really, really speaking good. of vegans uh civilization 
<laughs> yeah, you can't. I don't think you could go veggie in civilization. Like no. at some point, you would end up incorporating cacao farm and being like, "Well, here yep. we go." There's even a, there's even a wonder based in Civilization Six around cow farms. Oh, really? For the first time, yeah. the The wonder is the Great Zimbabwe, and you have to build it. So they uh, added new wonders. That's cool. A couple, yeah. So you have to build it next to a cow resource that has uh, a whatever the animal husbandry thing is on it. I'm blanking on it. A camp. So you have to build the camp on it, uh, and then it has to be next to that resource, and it has to be next to a commercial center as well. So it's a very specific location that you have to put down that wonder. And they do that a lot in this game where, like, yeah, this thing has to be... yeah. It has to be next to this district, but on flat tiles. It has to be next to your, to this district. Ha- There's one where it's like, uh, has to be on hills next to a mountain. Right, or know? it has to be this, and it can only be built on sand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it, it's like sometimes you'll, now you have to actually think about where I'm going to found a city based on what wonders I want to chase. And it's definitely the kind of thing where you're not going to know all that stuff the first time through. You have to like play all the way through the game just like all the other civilizations it's a really slow burn where yeah, like, bumble your way through it yeah bumble your way through it that first time uh you can probably still win uh but you're definitely going to be making like wrong decisions uh and then you figure out later on where all the synergies are and then your subsequent games you can play at higher difficulty that sounds fine yeah i, mean, I love it it's a really pretty game. I've come around on the art style of it. First I was a little bit like, "Ah, oh, it's too Civ Rev for me." Oh, I but see, yeah. I think they did a really good job of not making it too too serious. I yeah. feel like the old games were trying to go in a semi-realistic direction. They were. Yeah. And now they've realized that they were going to hit like a, probably a weird uncanny place maybe with some of the characters I'm like, "Oh, we'll just make them they now they're more like Pixar characters or something yeah. like that." Well, like, and I think part of it is they also is good, I yeah. assume. Yeah, yeah, it they're is. like Pixar adult versions of actual humans. I mean, I yeah. I say this like I actually played about two and a half hours of this game oh, in nice. the week and I just couldn't I don't know. Maybe it's not for me. That's fine. Like Dark I played Souls isn't for me for a while, and and I just couldn't couldn't really get into it. Like it was fine. I didn't hate it, but it just didn't grab me. The first mm-hmm. couple hours are always a little slow. I find well, they they can be thrilling in the sense that it's the land grab, yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, I got to get to this. But well, it's and the land I grab and the exploration right. thing. Like, yeah, I, I always love the start of any civilization game. The uh, um, it's some of the it's some of the mid game that really in civilization games that have like been really dull for me in the past. And this one, where you're just even... waiting for a tech to finish, exactly. and you're not in all your shits built. Yeah, your, your your terrain now bumps up against someone else. So you're not taking new tiles, and you're yep. just like, fuck, okay, okay. This one act. This one actually, though, I've had great times in the mid game too. There's there's they did a really good job of like making the every part of the game systematized to affect every other part of the game. Did they get rid of auto building? Like builders won't auto build exp- yeah. improvements. Yeah, they did, and and I okay. th- but and that makes perfect sense because the builders they don't they don't last. They're not a permanent unit anymore. They have charges, and so like when a builder that's what happened. I thought my builder got wiped up by barbarians. No, they have charges. They like yeah, There's a little stat on them, and like you can get it's like uh, ten turns or something. No, no, it's like, like they 10 have three uses. builds, like a use. Oh. So it's like you walk up to something, you use a builder, that's one use, but it doesn't take them 10 turns to build anything anymore. They build it instantly. Okay, I thought that was just because I was building really early things, like, no, uh-uh. you know, a horse no, stable. Everything that a builder can build, builds in one turn. Wow. So, uh, hmm. 
so it's it's sort of like you're you know they force you to keep making builders but right the so things that's that they the, build that's the time sink into it is building that's the, the time builders sink. yeah which oh, is shit james which is uh yeah, he james. did finish that very fast yeah i can't even finish i can eat like <laughs> half of one of those things and i feel like i'm gonna die no breakfast salad for lunch there James is just still. Uh, My stomach just won't hold. James is also the only one here under thirty. You know what True. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. He's got to enjoy that last little How bit of his body. Twenty six. Yeah. yeah. So you've got like three more months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, just, I've already hit the point where uh, digestion is a problem sometimes. Yeah. D- <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about digestion. I'm talking about metabolism. Yeah. yeah. When Arthur and I started to get older, living together. Like, I think Arthur moved out because he was 30. He was like, I'm going to be 30 and I don't want to live with someone. And uh, Arthur and I were right there. That's what I told him. And uh, (laughs) that's true. That's what he told me. I'm going to be 30 and don't want someone's balls poking out of their boxes. Uh, I kid. I don't want that. that's Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about Civ. Sorry. No, like, it is a thing, right? That, like, once you hit a Oh, it was just that we had pants, and I was like, I can't fit in these. And I tried to give them Arthur, and he's like, I can't fit in these. And we just referred (laughs) to them as... Yeah, we referred to them as my sausage pants, (laughs) because they were, like, sausage casings. I actually can fit in sausage I can totally fit in my sausage pants now. (laughs) But, yeah, at the time, it was just like, nah, neither of us could handle it. But at the time, when Arthur and I first were all living together, it was not uncommon that we'd be like, what are we going to do for dinner tonight? I know. We'll go buy a bunch of cheese raviolis, and Arthur will coat them in like fettuccine sauce or no, something no, like no, that. No, 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 no. Uh, well, I guess so. Like, that it, sounds more like the way you were telling it sounded more like one of you and Paul's culinary. Adventures. No, but a lot of times you and I would do that too. We just go buy a pack of those like pre-made tortellinis, and it was just like <laughs> that's dinner tonight. Or <laughs> when we wanted to eat good. healthy, it'd be like we'll eat rice, rice and steamed and veggies. And but I would eat like three bowls of rice exactly yeah. so it was like it wasn't doing anyone any good. like the clank 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 of the spoon hitting the bowl for like an hour <laughs> yeah how's that how's that cupcake treating you james uh, yeah um, fucking good, right? so civilization <laughs> matt do you find it that you're like oh yeah it's the same uh hook you're hooked it is the exact same hook and yes i am very hooked uh the what victory did you go for uh so the, i started out on my first game that i actually played like maybe three or four hours of is france just right away going for a cultural victory just because i wanted to see what it was and uh the funny thing was is that like i was like man i don't know if i'm doing this right there's all these new things in the game i'm just gonna go back and start again and just go for the science victory because that's obvious it's still obvious i still know what to do and, the, and then and, that one is get yeah because the cultural one seems a little bit more challenging because of the districting you have to do and you stuff. think so but i just beat the game with the, i just beat the game accidentally on culture oh look at matt <laughs> i'm awesome when you I were going for the science i was going for the science victory i did not like specifically build culture things i didn't do i didn't go for great writers or great uh artists which is a big boost to your culture I did nothing except pursue wonders and science, and I still won a culture victory. <laughs> I was still building. I had just built the, spa- the, the, the space center so that I could start building satellites and stuff to do the missions for the science victory. And suddenly it was like, you won. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then like it played like the thing, and I'm like, wait. Because it has like a different ending movie, I guess, for the right. different victories. That Sean Bean tells you one. Right, exactly. And Sean Bean was totally talking about my great works of art and tourism and everything like that. And I'm like, did I just win a culture victory? No, everyone was just jealous of how cool your your, your science culture was. <laughs> like, shit. It was crazy. We give I had in. no idea. And it's like, I thought a culture victory would be a lot more complicated because like, it's not just that 
like in Civ Five, uh, you know, you had your your civics policies, and you had to like get. I think it was all the way down six like, civic trees or something yeah. like that in order to win a cultural victory. And in this one, it's a lot more complicated because like you you build wonders and you build art centers and and uh, so that you have slots to put in great works of art and great writings, uh, archaeological digs, stuff like that. And you're basically building up your culture that way. And uh, then that culture generates tourism. And the tourism, you have to get a certain amount of tourism from every other culture. And then, like, once you hit a tourism number, then, like, well, on, my, on my map, I was playing on a huge map, so 12 other civilizations or whatever, and I had to hit a tourism number of 180. And so I hit 181, and I won the game. That's interesting. So you have to actually get tourists from the other civilizations? Yep. That makes sense, because when I was playing early on, Rome was like, you should come see us. And I was like, what do you mean? Come see you. Like, do I send someone over? And you're just like, hey, what's up? Yeah, that's my biggest complaint right now is the AI and the diplomacy. Uh, Specifically the diplomatic AI. Uh, And it's it's really frustrating because that's been my biggest complaint about every Civ game. And every Civ and every Civ game and every expansion, they're always like, "Yeah, we figured out diplomacy. We're gonna right. add all this new stuff." And it's either I love you or I hate you. Yeah, and every time it's lies. <laughs> it's yeah. horrible, horrible lies. And no, I don't think they're actually lying. I'm just saying that is it to you as the end, at the end user, you're like, I don't really see that much. I don't see anything different. This is like the same <laughs> stupid AI doing the same stupid shit it's always done. I, I heard an anecdote where it was like, someone declared war on you, war on you. Yeah, thirty turns later. Uh, we're not at war anymore, right? And yeah, you know, like, like, have done nothing. And that kind of that kind of stuff like doesn't uh, doesn't really phase me so much because like there's depending on like what era you're in, time passes really quickly. Where it's like yeah. every turn is like ten years or something like that, or fifty years. And but what really frustrates me is like the <coughs> as has been the case in every civilization, and this one has it too. The AI can do things that you cannot. And you cannot chastise the AI for doing things that they can chastise you for. Ah, uh, yes, like, like uh, I don't know, like there's like the way they're like, I see you become friends with so and so or something, like right, yeah. And th- there are some options like that, like uh, like espionage. You know, I kill an enemy spy, I can then go to that culture and I'll have a dialogue option where I can say, "Please stop spying on me," and then they they say, "Okay, I will not spy on you." And basically, they made you a promise that they won't spy on you. And there's consequences for you if you break a promise with the AI. Then that affects their mood against you. But if the AI breaks your promise, you have no recourse. So it was like I, I tried destroy them, right? But you, what you, what should happen because they have the warmonger penalty, penalty, which is like other uh, cultures, the way they look at you, or something. Yes, it's the way that other it's the way that the world looks at you entirely. So if you uh, just attack another culture out of the blue, like a surprise war. Uh, everybody starts looking at you as a warmonger, and they don't want to make deals with you. And trade deals can be really, really lucrative, Anthony, especially you've later in the, the game. Anthony, warmonger penalty before? Not yet. No, I'm, <laughs> in that game, I'll say this about Civ. As aggressive as I sound like I can be, I always yeah. am. Let them hit first. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't like to do the first Me strike. too. And like, especially in this game, because they actually make going to war punitive. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right. 
please stop spying on me. And like the Rome was my next door neighbor. So I, the second game that I started where I accidentally won the cultural victory, I started as China right in the middle of the continent, completely surrounded by everybody. And like, uh, which was great being China. Cause I built the great wall, which is actually a, a thing that you can build across hexes and you can design where the great wall goes. Uh, that's pretty cool. China is the only wall. nation that can do that. And it's super cool. It was very useful because everybody kept attacking me against the great wall and I kept rebounding them. But anyway, the my next door neighbor was Rome, and they kept sending spies later in the game, and I was like, don't spy on me. And it says, Rome broke your promise. And so what that should do, they have a mechanic in the game for declaring war to avoid some of the warmonger pe- uh, penalty called casa spelle. And that's basically a Latin term that says that I have cause to go to war against you. And so there are different... So you unlock different options for your casa spelle, which is like... Uh, you you unlock a civic which allows you to declare a war of expansion against your neighbors and sure. that like lessens your warmonger penalty. Um, but there's no there's nothing for they broke my they broke the promise and they that continued they spying me. on me and they continued spying on me. I should be that should give me Casas Belli to go to war with them. Not only should I give you Casas Belli, but there should be ways that's like uh, that f- the Warhammer game the the war total war game mm-hmm. uh, that one has a lot of mechanics where it's like if i make a peace treaty with you mm-hmm. and then you attack me like all the other nations are like we for like 30 turns are like we don't take you at your word yeah because and it's not even a war thing it's it's like anything it could be like hey we're gonna be neighbors and we've made a de- declaration of friendship mm-hmm. and then you broke that or something now it's like all nations in the world just don't trust you it's, right. it's, it's like they have that for little diplomatic things yeah it sounds like and, this and game i needs. wish that you as the as the player in civilization had options to basically because you know like after um after rome did that to me I can denounce Rome, which is a diplomatic option to denounce them. But as far as I can tell, all denouncing does is basically a pretext to war. Yeah, it just makes Rome mad at you. Yeah, it makes Rome mad at you. And then five turns later, you can go to war with somebody you've denounced for a much less warmonger penalty. Yeah, it it should be like... You denounce them, and then it affects their overall mood, which is like it, it's like that's the global like the global relations thing. Like that makes right. way more sense to like. I should be able to denounce them for breaking a promise, yeah. and that should affect their relations. It would with be interesting if AI. you denouncing a nation means that nations you have greater ties to than they do then start to look at them. As long as you have cause, yeah. If you denounce them for no cause, then everybody should just right. ignore you. Sure, yeah. But, but if, if you if you, but had if you cause, have cause and you can denounce them then that should totally affect their ability to complete That'd the game. That'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'd be more like real life. Well, and not only would it be more like real life, but it would be what the AI does to you. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I do that back? That's been <laughs> like all along. The diplomacy thing is like, you can do this to me. I cannot do this back. Yeah, that's and, annoying. And, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it, it, it ruins the, that dynamic in the game. Like, you know, every time a civilization comes out, there's so many things that are great about it. And uh, I'm starting talking about this with all my complaints because I want to get them out of the way because, like, I fucking love this game. But uh, they every time a civilization comes out, there's, there's shit that just isn't finished. It's yeah. like they, a half-thought-out feature that's going to need patches to fix. But they have never fixed diplomacy with patches. Yeah. And so when this one came out and diplomacy still kind of sucks... I'm not confident that it's going to be fixed. So that part really bugs me. The, the, the number one biggest flaw with diplomacy is when it comes to city-states. Because city-states... 
are extremely cool. Like the system, the way that it works in this game is uh, you build up uh, envoy points over time and then you can spend those envoys on different city states. And once you've spent it, it never goes away. So it's like, let's say like Stockholm, like in my, in my world, Stockholm was a science city state. If I spend one envoy there, then my uh, campus districts get a bonus to their science. And that bonus never goes away. Oh, so it's like you guys are trading sciences or something? Basically, yeah. And then it's so, you know, like city-states are way more of a resource and way more important in this game than they ever have I used to hate the way that the only way you got city-states on your side in five was... They want you to go attack this barbarian camp. Right. They want you to give them 4,000 gold. Right. It's like... Uh, and they still have quests, but that's separate from the envoy system. And the cool thing is, is that, like, once you get to three envoys, then you get another bonus. Once you get to six envoys, you get another bonus on top of your other bonuses. This So they stack. Uh, and if you get three envoys with the city-state more than any other civilization... You become the, I don't, I forgot how to pronounce this word, like a suzerain, which I think is like a sponsor or something like that of that state. And then you get a whole series of bonuses. You're a patron. Yeah, you're a patron, exactly. It's basically like like Puerto Rico and us in a way. Pretty much. And because it's like once you become like the patron, the, the city, you can, if you go to war, you can actually spend a relatively small amount of money to just like temporarily take all of their military units. So that, so... If somebody goes to war with you, a city-state, that all the city-states that you are a suzerain of go to war as well. And right. again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that word. But, but they're AI-controlled by default. They're AI-controlled by default, but you can pay money to actually take all their military units for temp- temporarily. Wow. Um, you also get, like, all of their resources that are within their city district um, permanently, as long as you're the patron of that city-state. And uh, you can send workers in there to develop their resources for them if they're not doing it fast enough. Oh, that's cool. Um, but they also, every single city-state, it's, like it's like they're a power card that you can apply because they all have, like, one special power that goes along with being a patron as well. Like, there's a faith city-state that um, when I became the patron of that one, it gave me the ability to select the upgrades for my religious apostles. And normally your religious apostles, when you generate them, they get, you have, you can only choose from a list of two possible upgrades. Right. And so I started choosing. So since I could now have control over all the possible upgrades, I was always choosing that when they spread the religion to another city, they automatically destroy all of the other religions in that city. Oh, wow. Shit. And so I just had this, like, this fleet of, like, unendingly powerful apostles because I could, because I had that Man, power. Man, that's like, that, like, that's a like game changer if you're going for religious if victory. If you're going for religious victory, find that faith city state and find that, that one that has that, that bonus. But because it's random, you may not have that in your game. You right. may not have a city state that does that. And just because you have a faith city-state, there's bunches of different possibilities for what their bonus will have if you're a patron of that city-state. That's great. I felt like old city-states were pretty much just like, I mostly allied with them because in case I got attacked, I'd have like five guys that would also have my back. And maybe for the little bonuses they'd give here and there. Right, exactly. Sounds like they made them much more valuable. They are really important in this game. And that's the one thing that makes some of the diplomacy so frustrating is because in Civilization V, you could declare... 
I am protecting this city state. If right. you attack it, I will attack you. Right. In this game, there's none of that. I can like I was allied with France, so when you declare it, uh, when you declare you're an ally, you can't you automatically have open borders and you can't attack each other for like ten turns or thirty turns or whatever it is. I think it's thirty turns. So while I was an ally of France, France totally stomped Stockholm, and I couldn't tell them to stop it. I couldn't like have an option to sue for peace. If they're one of your one of your whatevers, it should be like an auto thing. Like obviously you can't attack them. But yeah, but the so the the so the the patron system is totally other other than the fact that like it knows who the patron is. The total rest of the game is completely unaware of who has a relationship with with the city state. That's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. And so like France, who's my ally, I can't go to war with France. I can't say don't do this and I actually can't declare war because we're allies and I can't there's no option to like you're no longer my ally you know? it's so weird that they would do that I mean it's just a weird oversight because I feel like they study history and stuff and I'm like that's literally how World War One started right. it was like because little country is getting attacked <laughs> right. and their patron country is basically stepping in and being like yeah. ah no it's, it's a super weird oversight especially given that it wasn't an oversight in Civ Five with their city states yeah. yeah you could always make them I am now this protector right. And so that kind of stuff, I'm just like, their diplomacy system is super half-assed, and it's missing a ton of stuff. Um, uh, what, what systems do you, or new systems do you think really improve the game? So the city-state system is drastically improved okay, over so that, that, Despite that, yeah. Despite, despite, that. despite okay. the diplomacy part of it, the city-states themselves are great. Yeah. They're, they're an amazingly good feature. Um, the way that trader, the way that roads are built now is like you can eventually get a military engineer that can build roads, but traders automatically build roads. If you send a trading caravan to another city, it just builds a road between that city and the city that you sent it from. That's nice. That's, and, that, that sounds like a, a really, really nice quality of life. Well, especially so if, you, if builders only got three charges and you had to sit there and do that. Right. Like, and like I thought at first, ooh, builders only have charges, but like that's actually a really great system. It gives you much less to keep track of. Build three things, that unit's gone. I don't have to worry about it anymore. It's no longer like taking resources, you know, like it's no longer a unit that's like sucking on my gold or anything like that. Um, so that is super great. The trading system in general has been totally improved. Um, like the, when you're, the, when you create allies, uh, then you get bonus resources from trading with, with your allies. Um, I really enjoy like the way that cities work now. Cause you know, you, cause, uh, if nobody's seen the videos on civilization six or whatever, like cities, you know, they were one hex, right? They were one hex on the map. Now a city can be any of the hexes that are the, in the borders around that map up to three away, which is uh-huh. the old school zone of control. And you place a district anywhere in those hexes as long as the district can be built on that hex. Because like some districts have like different requirements. Are there any districts that aren't like pleasant? Like, uh, like I guess I'm being like, can I make like my favela district? <laughs> no. Okay. You can Why make... Would you want to? I'm, <laughs> I'm just asking if there's any Tropico in my civilization, that's all. You can make you can make neighborhoods, uh, and that becomes really important in the late game because in order for your population to increase, it's not necessarily about how much food you have, although that factors into your growth rate or whether you're starving. But if you don't have enough housing, your population just stops growing. So in the early game, you add housing by adding farms, and farms will add 
0.5 housing. So 0.5 of one population. So if you've got two farms, you have one more housing. Later on, you build neighborhoods. And depending on the quality, the desirability of the tile, which is anywhere from like undesirable, which is like uh, favelas. Yeah, swamp land, swamp land or swamp land next to a tundra or something like that. Or uh, breathtaking, which is like next to a natural wonder or a mountain or next to old growth woods or something like ocean that. View, right. Finding yeah, the ocean, right? Yeah, natural wonders was kind of cool. It, was, it made exploring the map more fun than it otherwise would have been. Yeah, and that, that was something they did in Civilization V, but the wonders actually have a lot of benefit in this <laughs> game, which is, again, another system that they expanded on because <laughs> now you can build national parks and national parks generate tourism. They give you a reason not to wreck everything. Right. And the national park has, it's a diamond formation. So it's four, uh, four hexagons hmm. and it has to include one natural wonder. And all of the tiles that are in it have to be of breathtaking desirability or better. Oh man, that's hard. Yeah. So it's like, if you're lucky, you might have that somewhere in your civilization. Oh no, it doesn't have to include a national wonder. It can include a national wonder. But it has wonder. to have the four breathtaking. It has to have four breathtaking tiles. Man. Um, so, you know, if it's near, a, in, it will be near a city, and it's like, do I really want to use up four tiles where I, because breathtaking tiles, when they have a neighborhood on them, add six housing, and housing is a pretty difficult resource to come by. It's probably the most difficult resource to come by for your cities uh, in terms of, like, what can I do next? Because if you don't have the right tech or you don't have the right civics... Uh, you may not be able to add more housing to your city right there. How very so real. It totally limits your city size early on. There's no like, there's no having, you know, a pre-industrial city that's like 25 people large because you were able to like get so many food, you know. Um, and all of those stuff were great together. The religion system is super complete and really well thought out. Um, the way that you add belief to your pantheon that like benefits your religion. The religious warfare stuff is a little bit hokey. Um, cause religious units can go anywhere that you want on the map. If they run into another religious unit, uh, missionaries cannot attack, but they can defend apostles can attack and defend. And if you, but only other religious units. So there's like this, this whole like religious, like land conquest thing that only matters where people have settled, yeah. which is on top of the normal conquest game. And there's a religious victory now. Right. So you can't have like religious riflemen. It's just specifically no. these religious units. Right. Exactly. And when they, when they, when you go into religious combat, quote unquote, they face each other and these storm clouds appear over each of them and lightning bolts strike <laughs> each side of them, which is definitely the most hokey, thing that I've ever seen in a civilization game. Well, they should do, it's, like, throwing their staffs and turning them to snakes or something like that. Well, I mean, that that would be hokey, too. I mean, like, what I honestly expected uh, was for it to be... And I think it's supposed to represent... Rep, I think it's supposed to represent like a war of ideas. Totally, but you, I guess it would have worked maybe better if they appeared on little Apple boxes with people listening <laughs> or something and who'd they walk over to listen to. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. And so, and you can kill religious units with your normal units, but you automatically go to war if you do that. Yeah. Where, but if you have religious units kill other religious units, then everybody's like, yeah, that's just what happens. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to have to have way too many cool. religious assassins. <laughs> what do my apostles do? Patrol the borders looking for other apostles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. And so, you know, like, except for the diplomacy system, 
all the other systems in that in, in the game have been upgraded and to the to the game's benefit. When um, was it five? Was that two thousand ten? It was no. five or six years ago. Yeah, it was yeah. two thousand eleven, maybe. Are you sure? No, I feel like fall of two thousand ten. Yeah, it was two thousand ten or two thousand eleven. It's been a while, but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was that long. Mm. Because they released expansions. Yes, they released several expansions. Um, yeah, they have. There's a couple UI issues that are really annoying. Um, like it bothers because you, you know how in other Civ games where September 21st, 2010. Wow. So you know how in other Civ games <coughs> you could turn this off, but by default it was on. Where like if an enemy walks in your system or there's some. Imp- event that happens with units while you're going through the other AI's turn, the camera would automatically focus on them. So you could sort of follow what everybody was doing during their turn. Yes. Now there is no option for that. I noticed that. That threw me off at first. It's really frustrating because like things will happen, units will die, and my camera will be somewhere else and right. it doesn't actually take me to it. Right. I had, I, a little timeline in the I had right. no idea I had no idea what what happened to my scouts early on in the game, for instance. Because yeah. like what happened? Like it didn't show me them get into a combat. Swallowed right. by the void. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be a little indicator in the lower right hand corner, which is like kind of a timeline thing for that turn like you were talking about arthur and it it stacks up important events and you can click on them to sort of go to them but um there's a lot of stuff that i want to know that maybe isn't uh somebody dying like i'll like i'll suddenly like when i was doing the religious because i wanted to just see how all the religious stuff worked and i built a bunch of holy sites in my cities to generate these apostles um i was like moving around the map and suddenly i was like one of my cities i was like wait why is one of my cities half catholic because like I took over the because I did Taoism, and I was like, one of, why is one of my cities half Catholic? And then I look, and there's like fifteen missionaries from uh, whoever was the the Catholic, <laughs> and they'd just been going to town in there, and they you just, had no clue. I had no clue because like during the turn, it doesn't show me the religious people walking into my territory and converting Mormons. my cities. Yeah, <laughs> so. It's like, that's a really weird thing. So I was looking, well, maybe there's an option to turn this on, and there isn't. And huh. the only reason I can think is because this is the first time that when you hit uh, done with your turn and all the AI is doing their turn, this is the first time in a civilization game where I can still do some stuff. Oh, I, I was thinking maybe it was to save performance, because civilization has sometimes struggled with drawing the map fast and around. maybe that's some of it uh on this on our work pc where i've been playing this it has no performance issues but didn't like have any on mine maybe either. didn't yeah, have yours either. i don't know and i've got a like a 980 not a 980 ti just right yeah i got an 80 as well so civilization takes hours and hours and hours to play yes but, but something that's shorter it's sitting for me at my house in a yellow <coughs> envelope Waiting for me to get home. I have no idea what game you're meandering towards, so I'm really curious. Where this is what game would be sitting in a yellow envelope delivered today? Does it Titanfall? Yeah, what other game would I get delivered I today? I don't know. If you read my review, maybe you hadn't bought it. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was one of the, it's one of those games that, like, regardless of, ultimately, I was going to play it, because I, yeah. I, I just, I'm going to play it. Yeah. You know? For work, if nothing else, right? That's the thing, is that, like, you know, when it comes to pre-orders and stuff, for me, Reviews don't matter because there are certain games I'm like, I'm just going to play it. It's going to suck, I know, but I just got to know. So, uh, what platform did you get on? I got an Xbox One so we could play together in theory. Well, I'll play a few Didn't games you, James, you. get also an Xbox One? Uh, Titanfall? 
No, I got PS4. Uh, you motherfucker. I, I, this was the one of the few times where I got a code. Normally, I would choose. Oh, okay, because I, I bought it on Xbox One because I was like, that's what it sounded like my friends are going to do. We can play Battlefield. Which Battlefield is. on Xbox One. Oh, I got Battlefield on Xbox One. I got Battlefield on PC. Womp, womp. Um, so, Titanfall, we talked about multiplayer previously. We talked previously. about multiplayer. Um, James, did you have a chance to play any of that at all? Titanfall multiplayer? Yeah. No, I only played single player. Um, I want you to tell us why you seem to like it less than other people. Because I am right and they are wrong. <laughs> they're entitled to their wrong opinion. They are entitled to their. They're entitled to like whatever they like. I don't fault anyone for liking what they like. I think that that's totally fine. I am genuinely shocked by some of the extremely positive uh, responses I am seeing. So I've heard player. the second half. Is significantly better than the first half. Yes, of the that is not yes. a high bar. But then at the end of the game, it goes back to everything it was doing before. That's not especially fun. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, there is so there's a level where you're sort of storming this giant structure with like this wall of missile emplacements and like a shitload of enemy titans behind it, and you've mm-hmm. got like you're with your your fucking like spec op squad of titan pilots, and it's like massive titan army versus massive titan army, and that's actually one of the most fun parts of the game, but it sort of gets to some of the things it doesn't do very well, which is that like that sense of punch and impact and, and, and presence that Titans have in multiplayer, especially in the original Titanfall is just not present in the campaign. So I got to, uh, I'm the, the dome facility. It's the it's the you're it's like you're going the, there, world, the, the world engine or whatever like where levels are being assembled yeah like like training ground which is stuff. one of the better levels in the game yeah I will say because like whenever that game fucks off with the shooting and goes straight into like platforming like it actually gets a lot more fun yeah um because moving around in that game is great yeah so the problem the problem I had with it was I wanted to. It, the, that cupcake is called True Blood, by the way. That red stuff is caramel. Arthur's always getting us fat when we come over to his house. It's because he's eventually going to cook us and eat us. Uh, it's all good. I that game feels like it wants you to go. It want it feels like it wants you to just haul ass, and that doesn't always gel with the uh, the like shooter ish nature of it. It has the. Probably the stupidest enemy AI I've played in a game. Yeah, like you, you can <laughs> almost straight up ignore a lot of it. it like, wow. Well, that's how they were. That's how they were in Warfare. Titanfall One as well. But it didn't bother me because you were always in multiplayer. Yeah. yeah, right. They were fodder. They were there to like to get points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Even then, I feel like that AI felt a little less stupid than this AI does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That said, the like the flow, the fluid motion of like the, the weapons and everything still feels good because again, the core of the game is. Yeah, the mechanics it's fantastic. It's great. Like the it's the the most responsive shooter I've ever played. Yeah, by far. Um, to the point where it's the only Xbox One game I've ever played that has a controller profile explicitly explicitly for elite controllers. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. It says select this if you have an elite controller. That's it also great. lets you like adjust the dead zone and all that other shit that a lot of other games haven't, but oh, increasingly cool. more and more games have actually. Yeah, uh, we had that first. Uh, Who's we? No, the we. The we. Oh, the had we. Had that. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> it. Yeah, it did. yeah. Uh, I thought yeah. you meant like us people. Something. No, no, no. We had it. Yeah, I just remember always adjusting my dead zone, trying to get every shooter to work. Continue. Yeah, and so I I ended up just skipping. I mean, sometimes it locks you in a room and you have to fight. Which are just god awful. Like the end of the the 
the toxic waste dump. Oh, I hate that. It, it was all of the tickers. And it locks it down. Yeah, yeah. And it has the ticks. Yeah. And you just have to like wait. Yeah. Is really bad. Yeah, and th- those things are not fun to fight. I feel like the the radius on there ridiculous is way too big, and they're they're basically little like um like mines that move around. The- they're they're the mines that vo- the old vulture bikes would drop in StarCraft. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they turn like they're or dull orange, and when they're about to go off, they turn bright red and uh, sort of swell. And do you need to shoot them before they explode? Uh, ideally, the far away because their mm-hmm. explosive radius is very large, like yeah, larger mm-hmm. than a grenade, I think. And, um, and and it takes like a significant amount of like boost or like momentum to get out of their their radius. So if they're blowing up right next to you, you have to like immediately move. It's not so like this a, is like the new martyrdom, basically. You're just constantly mad about them. I mean, them. you can use them in multiplayer, and I've personally find them a lot of fun to use in multiplayer but, but there, there's less of them that, that's the thing <laughs> there what there's less of them yes. in multiplayer uh there's just like there can be like a dozen or like yeah. half a dozen at any given time in certain parts of this and they're, they're just not fun yeah um uh the auto shotty is a lot of fun yeah i i feel like firing the guns is fun but firing them against enemies that just cannot defend themselves <laughs> yeah is not um and everything i hear you guys talking about is mechanics and, like, when I think of a campaign, I'm playing it for, like, the set pieces in the story, and I don't hear much about that. It's the design. Like, yeah. That's where your designers are, like, squeezed the hardest, especially with a game like this where, like, there's not a lot of set pieces. There just aren't. Like, it's not a cinematic-driven game. It's not, like, a big set piece it's thing. Your, it's it's a upsized corridor shooter. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, it. you can see... And, so, and this isn't something I talked about in my review because I don't want to punish Respawn for being the size they are and doing what they're doing. Like, they're a small studio doing, like, a single-player campaign in a multiplayer game. And they're going to make what they're going to make. But, like, it doesn't have the fallback of, like, these amazing cinematic set-piece moments. Like, it is entirely dependent on design and gameplay. Like, there is no spectacle to be had. And I just don't... Like, I don't think that the design is up to par. Like, a small studio of over 100 people. That's not No, that's about 80 on just Titanfall? Yeah. Hmm. Which is about 15 more than the last game had. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like routinely you will walk by an enemy and they will slowly turn to face you. Yeah. <laughs> and the only time they ever get a drop on you is when you like run past them and don't see them. And then like a few seconds later, they're, they're shoot- shooting at you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there are dudes with like these shields that they project out in front of them. I actually like those guys. I, I think they're they can be fun to fight. Like they're at least interesting. Yeah, like they're one of the only interesting enemies to fight. It's like it's like a shield that slowly rotates rather than something like holding a shield and just blocking. And so you have if to they hit. turn and run to the side, like it takes time for the shield to catch up to them. Oh, interesting. So you, you, like it, it encourages you to use your momentum to get around them rather right. than like a destiny where it's like shoot this one little like small hole area. That, right, which classic Halo. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I like the feel of the weapons. I feel like the weapons blur together a lot, mm. uh, especially visually. Like, they don't seem so, that some, some of the assault rifles do. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> All of the assault rifles do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess some of them have, like, the back-loaded... I, I can tell them apart, but I, cause I, at least like the feel, because like, that's, like, the, the gun feel is, like, a big thing for me. So, like, the... There's one of them that has a like curved clip at the back that feels kind of like an AK, where it's just like They're slow and steady. They're very Call of Duty guns. They're yeah. very, very Call of Duty guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's more. There's more because the first one had like four. Uh I only ever used the base gun in the original. Really like good, I pretty which much is also never switched. Still really good in this. Yeah, like it's really good. 
Um, I, I feel like there's a, like a lot of weapons that don't feel like they have much of a niche, like the double sniper rifle. I don't, I don't think you've gotten that one yet. No, I did. Okay, you like, you pick it up when you're like on the the damn part of it, I guess. It's like okay, cool. It fires two sniper bullets. Why? Because because you just got to hit once with it, both shots, um, and then it they're dead, right? Uh, I like the the pistol, the like that has four or the, the shotgun pistol. The I thing think there's I've lo- used that one. It's like a it has. It's four, like basically a sawed off. It has yeah three three chambers, that, but it can shoot four times. <laughs> the smart pistol is in the game, by the way. Really? Yeah, it's at the like in the campaign. It's at the very end, and in multiplayer, mm-hmm. it's actually a loadout that you pick. Did you feel like you like there was the a story pistol. that and your character was interesting, no. and there was a reason Not to play? Not at all. The okay. story is fucking atrocious. The voice acting is largely bad, and the character names are some of the stupidest I've ever seen in a video game. Uh, what is it like? Why? Dark Gray Star, uh, General Mardar, <laughs> Martyr, sorry, Martyr, as in like a martyr, murder, but with an A in it. It's funny because when you say that, I thought you meant like martyr. No, m- martyr. Like martyr, like a, a hillbilly <laughs> threatening to kill someone. I'm gonna murder you. Like, I'm martyr. The, uh, uh, the moment before you get your like jump pack and everything, where you're lying on the ground and there's a dude like walking around. Like it just seemed, they they seemed like cartoon villains, like bad cartoon. Villains. Like Saturday like Saturday morning, car- yeah. like fucking street sharks villains. <laughs> Which is like it, it's kind of it's kind of you think it would be endearing, it's, but it's, it's like really not. But in in the world that they set up, it's not. Like it, it, if they had it leaned, wants to be so serious. Yeah, if they had mm. leaned into the campiness, then it would may have been like. But that's not a campy game. It's not supposed no, exactly. to be campy um, or. Yeah. No, because it's like it's pretty violent, and like when you're a titan and you hit somebody with like a shell, like they burst. Yeah, yeah. Like they turn into mist. Right. Um, there's one cool enemy, which is the enemy that's in charge of the level that you're in now. Uh, oh, the, la- the, la- the lady. Yeah, you'll meet her shortly. Um, she's a nasty woman. She's a nasty woman. <laughs> uh, all of the tight, like the titan, all of these and en- like hero enemies that you face are boss are battle. boss fights. Yeah, the boss fights are a fucking joke. Yeah, um, they're over super fast. It feels like they're just teaching you how to use each of the loadouts or what the different titan types do against yeah. you. In every you- level, do I have a titan and I'm constantly in my titan and on the ground? He- he's a character. Yeah. BT. BT. Yeah, but um, am I getting in him and operating him like I would for about, I would say about 40% of the game. Um, because, lo- like, it contrives reasons for you not to be with him. But and honestly, titan- like, those are the parts of the game that are the best parts. <laughs> the Titan's not expendable, though. It's no. not like it's not like in multiplayer no. where you're just like, eh. No, you're, no, you're you bonded. A like, uh, bonded AI Titan. Um, He's, like, a special, I don't know, like a marauder You didn't class. find him lovable like a dog? I actually, I think that he's mega cliched and not surprising at all, but I do think that he's charming. Yeah. Like, the, the, there's the, some funny lines that the, are totally predictable, but the, they still hit. The, the, love, the love one. Yeah, he's like, it's like he finds a new weapon and your guy, Jack Cooper, is it the, literally the most generic Jesus. fucking name you could have for a character in history. Hi, I'm a also white Also sounds like every other shooter protagonist yeah. in the world. Yeah. Uh, he says, sounds like someone is in love. And then BT gives like this description of, of uh, love of from love. the dictionary. He says, I am 50% in love. <laughs> uh, which is, like, it's so deadpan. Like, you think you know where it's going, and then it goes slightly to the left. And you're like, all right, I'll do that. And there's a really unfleshed-out dialogue system where if you hit up or down on the D-pad, it determines At a, certain times. a reply yeah. that you can give to him. Um, and a lot of times it just does one, and then you do the other. Uh, or you say nothing. 
Um, but it doesn't really affect the game in any way. You you can't just shun BT the whole time and be like, no, I don't talk to you. <laughs> I don't respect AI. You actually can. You cannot respond in those spots. Like you don't have to. It doesn't pick one for you. Yeah. Um, and I I think that I don't like talk to machines. The yeah. story toward Good. the end gets like grossly <laughs> manipulative. It really like tries to cash. Like every every bit of money it saves, like mm-hmm. in the bank over the course of the remember game. BT. Here's the part where he's pulling himself with one arm towards you, giving you the fucking thumbs up before he melts into the lava. <laughs> Hasta la vista. Arthur's getting a look, which means I'm just saying they watch Terminator. Not 2 exactly a lot. that. Not exactly that. It does feel like they watched a lot of Terminator Two. Uh, it's just it, like the story is really fucking stupid. I, so I, I haven't got to it. Apparently, like later on, like. There are some cool platforming stuff where, like, BT is, like, throwing you around. They're not especially cool. Oh, okay. Like, he does that, but it's not, like, a mechanic. It's just, like, this is how we're going to put you from one part of the level to the next. Like, Uh, this is how we're getting it. Like, you need to finish. That should totally be a mechanic. Have your Titan throw you. It's it's like the, uh, what is it? It's Titan fall, not Titan throw. (laughs) Anthony as the uh, resident Marvel expert. speedball. Yeah, there we go. It's the fastball special. Fastball special where Colossus throws Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. (laughs) You can do that in our video game if you buy Colossus. (laughs) That's great. Uh, No, that is one of his powers. Awesome. I, like, there there, there are definitely it was just weird playing it because i the parts i expected to like are not the parts that i liked like i expected that the shooting would be what i i would enjoy and that's it's just it's i didn't find it fun to shoot things that can barely fight back even on harder difficulties it's not like they're smarter they just do more damage yeah and it's mm-hmm. like you you can move some because not everyone very few people in the game have like the jump jet stuff Functionally, none. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody does, actually. I mean, the pilots do, but they're always inside their Titans. Yeah, they, you never fight another pilot, like, as a pilot. Hmm. Like, it's always inside of a Titan. Hmm. Um, uh, that's weird. So, like, yeah, you, you just, like, simply outclass them in speed. Maybe they couldn't figure out how to make that AI work. Yeah, Maybe. and actually do all the roll wall running yeah. and everything effectively. Yeah, that'd be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had, I feel like there were pilot bots in the last game. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, no, there wasn't. It no. would be really. It's a. It's really hard to teach AI to traverse obstacles that way, and yeah. at that speed, and to without it being broken, to run ahead and basically be scanning and being Especially like, which when, is like, the, the best. The line. AI yep. for campaign is not being done in the cloud, like on servers, like it's being done locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have those resources to offset. Yeah, and any of like the any of the things that can actually. Well, there's like the robot things that you fought in the beta. Um, the little droids. Yeah, they're like like micro titans, kind of. Yeah, yeah, like those Which things, are actually not that hard once you know where to shoot them. Yeah, but like those things can like just they they, they just jump vertically. Like they're not actually traversing the environment. Yeah, like, no, I mean they could fuck you up for sure. Oh, for but, sure. Um, what is a uh, what what is being done in the cloud on that game? Just multiplayer stuff. Huh. Like it's like servers multi- and AI calculations are done on the servers. Oh, gotcha. For cool. multiplayer only. Um, it feels like they've scaled that stuff way, way yeah. back. Mm. Uh, if if it's your thing, I thought it was whatever. Yeah, uh, there is like a, a non-character. He's just like a soldier, which is a Twitch joke or Twitch chat joke. His name is Kappa. Um, it just feels like if the Call of Duty guys wanted to do the future Call of Duty campaign that they wanted to do when they were in, at Infinity Ward and couldn't. And now they're finally able to do what they want, but they didn't have like even a fraction of the budget that they would have yeah. had at Infinity Ward to do it. Yeah, I do feel like this was a, like a resource resource limited project, which is like you could see the probably constraints of that. Like it's a, it's not a great look. Do you go through a lot either. of the multiplayer maps in single player? Yes. 
Okay. Because that's like always sign number one, right? It's like if you have to reuse a lot of your assets. I mean, you can see, like, they might be laid out differently, but you see, like, the assets. Yeah, of course. Because why would you make both again? That'd Um, be crazy. And also, the multiplayer maps don't feel super big. Um, But I. I don't know. Like it's there were moments in the campaign where I had fun and they were the moments I expected to make fun of because Mike McWhorter played it at a preview event like a month and a half ago and he told me about one part in particular. Um that just hearing him talk about it was just like the most excruciating thing. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? They actually put that in this game. And so I expected to hate it, um, and then ended up liking that a lot more than the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you haven't hit it yet. I think I, I think I. How uh, long? Someone spoiled it, spoiled it on Twitter today. How long Five, is this? Five six campaign? hours. Oh, that's good. That's Depending. totally manageable. I, I'm happy when I hear that. I'm like, all right, I can get to that, and then still have time for Civ. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's about how much I've played of uh, Gears of War Four campaign, and I still feel like I'm just getting started. I don't know. Yeah, Gears. Uh, Gears campaign. You're about halfway. About eight to nine hours. Um, I feel yeah. like I'm about halfway at the end of Marcus Phoenix Estate. No, I guess it does okay, kind of. You got a lot of time left. You yeah. got like four hours. Maybe ago. I've only been playing no, for like two or more. three hours. Like he's like maybe like thirty percent of the way in. Is he? Mm-hmm. I guess I just don't. Thirty, 30 to forty. Yeah. Have you hit the motorcycles yet? The motorcycles, no. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a lot to go. Um, that is definitely that is definitely a game that um, where the enemies do fight back. Yes, they do. <laughs> I feel like I also played it on hardened or whatever hardened. I'm, I'm playing I play on, on hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. Um, I with Titanfall, I think the thing is that like. If you just want to use that those mechanics and don't really care about like a challenge or being or being like pushed back against as far as combat goes, then it can be fun because it's just like a sort of jungle gym to use that stuff. But like I I did not feel like it was pushing me in any particular way as far as combat goes. Um and I didn't feel like the encounters were especially well designed. Um but there's platforming stuff that's cool. Like that, I actually enjoyed, and I wish that there was more of it. Well, I'm I still, wish it was more Portal and less Call of Duty. I'm still gonna try it because I definitely want to. Because you bought it, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, and because it's one of those things that's like with big tentpole releases throughout the year, I like to try and at least see what they're about. If I, unless I know I'm gonna hate them, and it's not like the multiplayer is bad. I just don't think that it's as good as the last game was. Well, curiously too, it's. I guess I wouldn't have said this any other time, but I feel like it's gonna pull me away. It's gonna take time that I want to put in Battlefield. So it's like mm-hmm. I've actually really enjoying Battlefield. So Battlefield's great. I you know previous and years I wouldn't have said that all of the time that you can give it. Yeah, because those games are so long. Jesus. Well, I would rather just do uh, Conquest. Yeah, gotta go get butters and stuff like that. So Apple objective <laughs> apples. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, is that that's which one is the one where you like you go from one section to the other conquest that, that so is conquest, conquest is yeah. like a narrative version of rush yes w- right no sorry uh operations is operations. a narrative version of of rush yes operations i want to like try because conquest rules instead of rush rules i want to try because it sounds yeah. good but it also sounds like what would you say the average match time is it could be 45 <sighs> minutes we yeah. play i played two games with my friends last night and we played from nine until like eleven thirty. I, on, there on are small, the, like some of the operations things have like five phases. Are they close? Yeah. Are they close matches, or is it like it still takes forty five minutes and you was just an excruciating it, ass? It kicking. doesn't switch off. It's, no. it's not like Russian. Yeah. Like one side is defending and then the other side is defending. It's yep. just like one side is defending, the other is attacking. And mm. then and then yeah, like you, uh, 
And then if the attacking side fails, then... So you basically... The attacking side has three chances to push all the way through two complete operations maps. And those operation maps can be very long and have... They usually have, like, three to five sections that you have to conquer. Um, Maybe five. I don't know. I only played two matches, like I said. But the... um, if the attacking side fails in one of their three pushes that they get, then the next push will give you like something extra, like you have a blimp now, mm. or you have a armored train with a bunch of mortar shots on it and stuff like that. Oh, I think I to, have to like help you push. I've well, I've experienced that in some of the other matches. Like I've mm. experienced that in the A B C D E ones where you're just vying for those. I've experienced yeah. like where well, why did the train show up? I didn't quite understand. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know why it does in those matches. It makes it, it's pretty cool in the operations matches the way that it's like, uh, like Arthur said, there's a little bit more story driven, and it'll be like, uh, and the voiceover will say, you know, we're going to try again, and, you know, now you'll have some extra resources. We're sending you a blimp, and, you know, you can just spawn in the blimp and, like, rain hell down on people. Someone can also snipe you out of that blimp, though. Yes. I, the, the first. <laughs> kill that i got in the game in battlefield one was sniping somebody out of the blimp uh, <laughs> just watching them tumble out <laughs> it was pretty crazy. can i land on the blimp in my plane i don't oh, know can probably. i bail out of the plane and land on the blimp yeah probably that I be is something that, that seems like happen. a pretty like a battlefield standard battlefield option yep. yeah and then like go yep. into the blimp and engage people mm, there's no i don't think there's like I don't think ladders there's a, or anything. Yeah, okay, I was, like I was, there's a way in. I was it only, seems like you can only spawn in it. Okay, I was only curious about that because in the single player, there's a part where you do go on the interior of an blimp, uh, and you literally like wreck into it and stuff, and wow. that's how the gameplay goes. So I thought maybe they, they that was just like a system they'd built in. But being that's, able to jump out and like parachute on top of a blimp, and then like maybe if you were the support and you could like drop dynamite on it, that'd be great. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you could. Also, the support yeah. can just shoot at it. Pertinent question: damage. Yeah. These matches you were playing that were like. Like an hour long. Yeah. Do you, do you throughout the whole entire one hour match? Were you were you, were you like, oh, this is really awesome? Or were you just like, they're Fuck. only long if it's close. Okay. Yeah. We, like both times, we there there would be like one section that we just like roll through, and then everybody heads to the next session. It gives you this nice adrenaline rush because when you like, you got to go to you know A and B, and it's it's it is funny how they call it apples and what's butters. the other one butters. So you go to apples and butters objective, and if you get apples and butters, then you can move on to the next two objectives. And they can't they don't spawn anywhere near the first two objectives anymore. So once they've been taken over and held long enough, those objectives are just gone. You also have to clear. You have to clear, but but like most you have to kill like stragglers. But most of the time, they'll run away. At least in our games, they did. Um, yeah, it'll mark so them. It, That's it, cool. It actually does mark them and tells Conquest you. Conquest is are. a really fun game, yeah. but I mean, in Plants vs Zombies, Garden Warfare. That's the only I one mean, I play. It, well, Conquest mm. has been like Battlefield's flagship, right? Yeah. But Rush in Bad Company Two was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. Um, but it just like as the series has gone on and become more and more what it is with these big teams and like these big maps and reintroducing the destruction. I just feel like Rush is not balanced at all. Like it's just. If one team gets on a good run, like it's just impossible to fight them off. And conquest rules add for a lot more leeway and encourage a lot more fighting around those points because like if you have an equal number of troops from either team in a conquest spot, then nobody is taking anything. Yeah. Um World War One, so much World War One was about people assaulting positions right mm-hmm. when you do these maps are you assaulting like a position that's yes. like oh the, like yes. the other team very clearly yes. has machine guns there, there are trenches and bunkers and well it's just one drawback of course is like any other battlefield game 
getting into a gun emplacement is basically just standing somewhere where somebody can shoot you. Totally. Or I get, where a battleship will bombard you. I'm just curious. Right. I'm just curious if it's like if it kind of has that setup where it's like the one it's team a, is clearly like they're defending and it's have a yeah. And have yes. an advantage, you yes. know, at least initially. And, and, in and Rush, at least. Like the one of the. In operations. In operations. operations. Okay. In short, yeah. I think that's real cool. That's, it is. That's at also, least. Also, just like when, you, when you start the game, it, like it does have like a story element to it. Like it explains yeah. what is happening in the battle and who's and the, fighting and yeah, why. Yeah, like why. Yeah. Right, yeah. because they are loosely based off of battles. And then when mm-hmm. it ends, like if the people who won the battle in the real world win, then it explains like the sort of strategic like And if they lose, it's like what actually happened. No, it's like if only they could have done this, then maybe this would have happened. Oh, um, yeah, because some of those, I imagine if they have like a Gallipoli map, they're like, and guess what? They never did it (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. And God, I like people kept telling me how good that game looks. And then when I was actually playing it and like, one of the one of the operations maps that we played was in the like the Italian Alps, and you're as the uh, attacking team, you're just pushing up like the side of this rocky like green grass mountain alpine thing that has bunkers embedded along the way, and it's goddamn beautiful. Yeah, it's like it's crazy. Like you're running past all of these rocks and over streams and like I. The game does not look like a game. Sh- it does not look like a 64-player multiplayer game should be playable in this kind of environment. Yeah, there's two things about that game that make me want them to make other games. Like, one is the air combat in that game just really wants me to... Like, they have the Star Wars license. I haven't tried that yet. Oh, yeah. well, like, there's a... Oh, the Star Wars license. Play the air camp... No, but I'm saying play the air campaign. Mm. That's, like, a really short three-mission thing. It's yeah. like... And the final mission in the air campaign is like a fucking moment out of star wars you're rolling up with your capital ships basically uh-huh. protecting them and then they're like enemy fighters and literally there's like six, 60 of them and they come swarming past you just like <laughs> tie fighters bombers. yeah and i was like i was like this is a hundred like i played that and i was like they have the star wars license they have this engine just fucking make a rogue squadron game <laughs> yeah like like please like i mean tie it into episode nine so i don't good. care but just like that yeah. i mean there is a fighter pilot like in the current like trilogy that this totally like tell, tell me the story is a Poe Dameron <laughs> yeah, like right I, that, it's like it's like that is I just played that and I and another thing I was thinking is like a strategy game would be really interesting if you could like give commands to units and then they have the assuming control stuff that they do so well when they mm. do the zoom down into them and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just feel like that could be really interesting like yeah. they have they've just built some really fucking cool stuff with that engine they have man it yeah. is impressive. Normally, I would say it was weird that I originally thought it was weird that EA was like, we're going to go all down into our own engine. But I'm like, I feel like that's been really good for them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm, just in the couple games that I played anyway, I'm a little bit annoyed when I saw that, like, oh, I have to get weapons through random loot crate drops. And then I have to, like, get crafting parts to, like, unlock other weapons and more loot crates. And I'm like, ugh, it feels so, like, grossly microtransaction-y. I feel like all of this, the sort of starting options you have are extremely effective. The starting options are all really good, but I just, I don't want to like, I don't want to be in a, because, you know, it's like the, my friends that I play with have been playing all (coughs) week and they unlocked like a few other, like, like on their support, they unlocked a couple different mortar types that depending on what map you're on, like, 
they're way more effective than than the other mortar type. Yeah. And I can't tell you what they were or why they were effective there or weren't. I just heard them complaining until they switched to a different mortar type. And uh, I'm like, well, I definitely don't have that because I only have like, I, I don't even have mortars unlocked yet, I don't think. And that may be a level unlock, but I'm just using that as an example that it, like if I have to get like that in a special loot crate drop, that's annoying. Anyway. I'm still having a lot. I had a ton of fun in those two matches. That it's I real good. It is definitely the best battlefield since Bad Company 2. Yeah. Without talking about it too much, I just want to say if everyone's looking for a mobile game to play, that new Plants vs. Zombies game is actually really fucking good. Nice. Why don't you want to talk about it? Well, it's just a, it's not that I haven't played enough of it to really go into it. It's, it's a, a card game, right? It is a card game, but unlike a normal card game, it is still Plants vs. Zombies in the sense that, like, you have your deck. But when you play a card, you play it in one of your five lanes. The plants and the zombies are so it's all... like a board game. And Yes, and so they attack down lanes, and just like Magic... Imagine if, if you played Magic, and Magic had five slots for your cards, so that when I place a 1-1 one, one in my farthest left slot, and you place a 1-1 one, one in your farthest right slot, they're going to just only attack each other. <laughs> and so you're literally blocking with this one by putting one there. And then if there's nothing blocking it, it attacks down to the enemy. What a shallow cash grab at Hearthstone <laughs> that this is. <laughs> it is very Hearthstone-y. Um, except, yeah, actually, it's very it's very Hearthstone-y. I mean, it's very all these games. But the I will say that they continue to nail that IP really, really fucking well. Yeah, around. they really seem mm-hmm. to know, understand why it works. Yes. So... <laughs> Just really fun. Like, cool. I don't know if it'll be worth putting money in, but it's fun. Playing the Gwent beta? No. no. Some people in office playing it, but... What a shallow fucking... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it seems, like, seems to be. No. Uh, also, I mean, also look at the fucking Elder Scrolls card game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that that's a thing that people, <laughs> I guess, play. I have a friend that... Or a coworker who said he worked on that, like, six years ago or something like that. I'm not that. surprised. And it was just like... It had been... Like, he's like, What? Like it was like <laughs> it's here. <laughs> so, um, no, I mean uh, the other game I played, which is actually speaking of PopCap, was a game called Camp Slayaway. And I'll say if you like the games like the Go games, the Hitman Goes and stuff like that, it is very much in that style. Everything the Hitman Go. Everything is a little tiny board, just like a board game, except now you're playing through a series of VHS tapes of horror movies. <laughs> and so the first one you're playing a very obvious Jason from mm-hmm. Friday Thirteenth, and you're at a camp. And the whole thing about this is wherever you click or however you move the character, they will go that direction 100% until they hit an obstruction. Hmm. And then, so the point of it is that you have this map with various little obstructions, like a park bench and blah, 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 and then people. And you have to move them in such a way that that they will end up lining up in the slot with them because it is a grid. So imagine if you had a chess piece such as the rook who can only move like up right. and down you know he can only move in in straight, in straight lines, lines cardinal yeah. Directions. yeah and so in cardinal directions right, right? and go. so until he hits an obstruction so in this but he all will move the full distance until he hits an obstruction so in this you're literally saying how many moves can i move to like hit a bench hit this now hit the person and kill them and when you hit them it has like a gory sort of thing but it's <laughs> like everybody in the game looks like kind of like minecraft characters so it's it's just really silly when you see it happen <laughs> um and then over time it gets more difficult just like hitman go in the sense that now it'll be like you have seven turns until like the police show up and catch you while you're in the murdering so now it's a question of how do i do this in seven turns or less nice or it'll be like i need to move him here but if i move full in this direction he'll run into fire and then he lights on fire and you die (laughs) or or like you'll run into someone with a gun head on and they'll shoot you so now there does get to this depth of strategy where it's literally about how you can move or it'll be like 
you don't you'll learn that with certain characters if they're scared you don't even have to actually run up and kill them you can just end up at the tile next to them and they'll run in the opposite direction as far as they can go and so you'll kind of lead them into things where you're now pushing them so they'll Scare run into, into fire, fire yeah. exactly oh, or, cool. or they'll run into the lake and drown themselves and stuff like that <laughs> so it, it, just like classic horror movies i mean classic yeah, horror movies yeah. were all about the killer didn't always kill people sometimes he just made them like run off something and they got like, like a that. tangled up in some vines exactly in the lake exactly <laughs> exactly so it, it's very much on those tropes and when you beat a set of 10 levels then you load up the next vhs cassette and so it's like i think it's going to go through a bunch of like horror so movie so i won't be surprised to see like a nightmare yeah. on elm street one and stuff yeah. like that it's cool it's you know by the one of the founders of PopCap, it's their first game they've put out and i feel like it's like perfect timing right now and it's like I'll say when you're hearing this too, it's on sale because obviously there's a Halloween sale. It's only like six bucks. Like to nice. me, it's like it's that's it's, great. That yeah. seems like an easy win. It is. It's really cool. Um, and then what else is everyone? That's really it for me. I've not been having much time. I've been playing WoW, but I don't. I, it's more WoW. Still <laughs> a WoW head. Do you? I mean, how do you feel about it now? You've been playing it a bit. Like, do you uh, feel like it's it's hooked you? Yeah, it, it really it? has. Like, and, and again, it is the. It is the same Dota itch of it's playing with our our friends. We published a review today, and I know that the score was real, real high. It, my, my uh, I think my thirty days just run out, so I don't know if I'm going to renew. Um, uh, apparently, the end game content in particular is really good. Yes, the like mi- mythic, good. mythic to mythic plus to the to the raid. Um, I'm clicking on a review and I'm scrolling to the bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Part of the problem. I edited it. I know what oh, it fucking okay. says. Uh, I read enough of Phil's shit during the week. I don't do it again. But uh, the the overall grind, and I, I call it grind loosely, yep. is, is very fun and, and feels dynamic and it, like is constantly providing you with different options for loot. It's all. I mean, it's all a pretty good score. Nine five. Nine five. Wow. Yeah. I actually, I actually saw Phil earlier this week, and he and I, I talked about a bunch because I haven't done any of the in mythic stuff. There was like a hair or two away from a ten. I think the Warlords of Draenor baggage like sort of makes us a little hesitant to talk about how fucking amazing it is because mm-hmm. that game started out so strong, yeah. and tanked so hard. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's been some uh, thoughts about the overall artifact power, like follower system stuff that is that's kind of left over from the garrison system of uh, of Warlords of Draenor and Panaria and stuff like that. But the overall like playing of the game, the dungeon design, the the loot grind, like the what you're mainly doing. I love that they gave skill trees to the power, like the the end game weapons that you work your way to. Yeah, yeah, you're well, you're, you're I like making that stuff a lot. You're making your way through, and you're eventually. They're the th- like Diablo characters, exactly. And the thing that I didn't know is that I was worried about people like coming in later and having to catch up to everyone. The overall cost, because there's something that you can research in your like faction or faction area that won't like increase the the amount per item like the percentage amount per item that you will get and the longer the, the farther you get into the expansion the cheaper those get so meaning if someone joins in the next say it lasts two years and jo- joins in the middle of next year they can catch up just as quick as quickly yeah they've been like you in your faction center you you're you have a researcher and every time your researcher completes their research mission 
uh, it increases the amount of artifact power that you get by finding these in-game items that their only purposes on use gives you artifact power. Yeah. And they've been, apparently they've been tuning it. So those research projects used to take like, you know, six days of yeah. like real time to complete. And now Earth they're down days. to like two days or something like that. And yeah. they've and been I, they've been tweaking that so that people who come in later can catch up to other people quicker. I feel like a lot of other games would have like many player riots. Like the fact that like somebody that didn't play as much could level up faster, but they've done that with they do that with everything for so long, and they're and they're so no, their community the, yeah the crowd is like, exactly is primed to accept everyone has and they're, and they're has, separate they're yeah. separate grind for we've all, all the, come to terms yeah. with the fact that yeah. you are wasting more time than well, other and you're not going to stop playing and, and that. The people that are playing anyway are going to be playing their alts, and they want to have yeah. those alts be able to catch up just yep. as fast. Like it's it, apparently sold like fucking crazy. It, the, the, apparently, the numbers are back up, and they have like, by like millions. Yeah, wow. Does it drop to about six? I think it's back. Well, I think, back I think up we can 10. look anecdotally and say when was the last time you played? Wow, like uh, five, five years ago. Yeah, it's like the Warlords of Drainer <laughs> like actually jumped up a lot too, but then it fucking like it dropped. Really people did sharply. the content yeah. and fell off. Yeah, I didn't because even play the Warlords of Drainer. Was not. People didn't like it. Mm. I think the the way that uh, I was watching some dev Q and A is like they want to do more frequent content updates of to like make sure that like there's always something new. There's new more new world quests. There's new more new dungeons, um, and like continuing your artifact. There's just so much to do, and it all feels like oh yeah, I'm making progression towards something while also doing something else, and it all feeds back into each other, and just feels good. Yeah. I would like to play it, but I don't think I can do so and have a relationship right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, because WoW is one of those games that always took so much time. I mean, it sets I'm, me up for a really good segue, but I don't want to use it because, like, BlizzCon is next weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you want, as someone who's now suddenly reinvested in WoW, what do you want to hear about d- WoW next weekend? It, it doesn't matter. From, Blizz, from BlizzCon perspective, it doesn't matter. Because they, they they just put out 7.1, which reintroduced Karazhan, which is one of the best dungeons from BC. Um, which, or, which was a 25-man raid, which they redone into a, a five-man The five-man raid. raid thing seems like a really good idea. Yeah, where it's like a super long dungeon uh, with like a very like wings and different mechanics. And it it doesn't matter. I just want them to keep on the, the, the like content schedule of like every other month I want something new. As a as a uh, fan, I want a new Diablo expansion or a Diablo game announced. As a be... developer of an action RPG, I really don't want a Diablo expansion. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you see that there, like the cow level was apparently in the the WoW beta or in the WoW expansion? No, that's really cool. the Diablo cow level was in there. Like they're going to throw it in for Halloween or something. That's hilarious. Maybe even now. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, the Halloween um, event is on right now. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I wonder if we're going to get new Diablo stuff next weekend. That'd mm. be really cool. Yeah, and if for we do... All... except for Anthony, that would suck. <laughs> I mean, it'll still be cool. Like, every, the thing is, is like I work at a studio that makes an action RPG, but everyone there loves Diablo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt. I mean, we all play the hell out of Diablo. Mm-hmm. So, And I've played through Diablo where I have max level characters on PC and max level characters on PS4 oh, because shit. I... So it's I've, man, it's crazy to me that you got more into a Diablo game than I did because I never I I don't know I just don't have the desire to max out multiple characters. Well, the, the I did I did one on PC with you guys pretty much mostly when we were going through it, and then on console it was just one of those things where I got together with Paul at one point, or no, it was my friend Nate up in Seattle be, before I think I had a girlfriend, and it was just one of those things where he lived directly above me. And he would come over after work, and we'd be like, "Well, we'll do this until," and like clockwork, I was like, "Stay awake anymore." Nope. 
when I was in Seattle, I, I was very diligent. He was like, he thought I was like Cinderella or something at midnight. I would, no matter what, no matter how much fun we're having, I'd be like, get out, sleep. <laughs> yeah. I would always make myself well, go to would sleep. You start? Oh, I mean, as soon as we got home from work. So like so nine like o'clock. Six, seven. Oh, not well. You're right. You were game developer. So <laughs> yeah. Until, yeah. So we get home until ten or eleven. We get home pretty late. So yeah. <laughs> different, um, different world. The segue about you not having a relationship anymore. I was going to say Bethesda just assisted you with that if you're really looking for it because the Skyrim remaster just came out. Oh yeah. Wow. I, if um, I were to do that, that I would can't be. Can't do it. I mean, so, I, I I want to. But I need I to go back and play more. I haven't even gotten to Fallout. I haven't done any of the expansion content. Yeah, I have Fallout, a lot of pretty expansion much stuff to do in Fallout. But like, so there, I I'm feeling a fair amount of ill will towards Bethesda at this particular moment in time. But I downloaded and decided to run Skyrim last night because I wanted to see what the mod stuff looked like on Xbox One because mods are on both console versions, but they work differently depending on platform. Um, the Xbox One supports external asset loading. So like people can replace character models and add new sound effects like that. Like one of the mods I saw today was the Toe Jam and Earl sound pack. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we go. What about Thomas? What was that? Uh, uh, are we getting the Thomas Tank Engine? I. It's not there yet. It's probably because it's licensed, though. One of his mods <laughs> is in the game. I did search for his username. It is The Thomas the Tank Engine one's right. good. There's also one that, that, is, uh, that stretches out like a Macho Man skin. The best YouTube video I've ever in my life seen. <laughs> the payoff in that video is incredible. Yeah, it is because it's like six minutes and you're like, this is stupid. And all of a sudden it happens and you're like, like, it was all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that <laughs> it's thomas uh, the tank engine <laughs> it's it's so good um i so the xbox one supports external assets and it has a limit of up to four gigabytes of downloaded mods in, in a game at once uh the ps4 supports only up to a gigabyte and no external assets last week i was thinking to myself maybe and this was before i put 10 seconds more thought and realized it was all bullshit <laughs> that I was like, Oh, maybe I should wait for the Nintendo switch to finally play Skyrim. Cause then I can take it with me wherever I go. Way that that's going to happen. Yeah. Now. So now I'm just like, Oh, maybe I'll just get on this. <laughs> so maybe this is, I just, I just never got around to that game. So, I mean, if you want to play games in the bathroom, you have a really good laptop. <laughs> you do. It's, no, it's not as much as bathroom. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm not on the go as much. I don't really commute in a way that I can drive yet. No. Give me a self-driving car. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Self-driving car. Do um, it. So anyway, so I was like looking at it and like throwing in some mods. I didn't actually enable any, any because when you enable mods, you disable achievements. Oh, which, I hate that. Sucks. Uh, well, I guess it makes sense though. Like even the visual stuff, like there's like Im- improve the waves of Skyrim and it's like, no achievements for that cheater. You got to experience the waves. I want better water, man. You got to experience the waves. They wanted them to be fuckers. I watched the, uh, yeah, I watched you Clean playing waves. that a little bit today. And like it, uh, it definitely looks like an older game, but it also looks the best Skyrim. So cut, like start at like nine something, just like going through the tutorial and be like, oh God, the fucking intro sequence in this is cool, but it's really long. Mm-hmm. And it's like a good five to seven minutes before you even get to the part where you start fucking with what your face looks like. Yeah. And then cut to like 1130. I'm like, I guess I should stop playing this now. <laughs> uh, that game just yep. devours time. Like, and it's, it's just like, just like fallout. polite yep. drug. It's not like fallout because there's no stress to it. Even when you die, like even when you're fighting, like it's just not as like turned up. Or turned up, if you prefer. <laughs> it's just not at that level of stress or grotesquery that Fallout is. Like it's not, it's not 
a sad sort of like painting of a world that died. That, well, that, like, yeah, that was why I always like wandering around Skyrim was this like, it's just like Red Dead Redemption, where it was like, I just loved moving through the wilderness and like and looking at like, sunsets and shit. There's a fallen you know? civilization that you can explore pretty heavily in Skyrim, That's which I, sure. is fine, but it's not right, the same. But there's always like, cities to return to. Look and, at all know. these blasted houses. Look right. at like this world that was annihilated in the snap of a finger. And, and right. I think that that's an extremely interesting story, but it can become oppressive. Yes. And I think the Fallout 4 like, can be oppressive, and Skyrim is you, just not. You were, you were just like walking around, and there was a field, and had like great vistas. And the like, music <laughs> is still so yeah. fucking good. Man, yeah. I, I can't wait to build the uh, log cabins in Skyrim 2. Um, <laughs> that being said, the music and civilization. All that stuff is in there. Incredible. Like The house building stuff is in there, right? Like in one of the expansions? In, in Skyrim? No, yeah. they, they had the Homestead expansion, which had preset spots where you could like go to a, I just need go one to place a, in particular where I can put my books right and but there was preset spots in the homestead expansion where you could go to somebody and buy expansions to your house and when you went back there it would magically be bigger but that was the closest that they got um I like that little girl who's talking shit that, that was pretty funny <laughs> Walking yeah, yeah. Walking the one in, in the White Run, I think. Right, yeah. right in the beginning the of White Run, where she like yeah. when you're going she... to the Yarl to tell them about the dragons. Yep. Uh, but I, I could, I could see how that game would just like devour a bunch of time, despite oh, yeah. the fact that Bethesda has lost their fucking mind. <laughs> Which we don't have time to go into. Here. I mean, we can you know, do more games to talk about because we're getting close to when we are. Uh, I played the fifth episode of Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, it is both of the things that are good and bad about that game. I am increasingly of the opinion that they're making parts of that game incredibly difficult to stretch out how long it's not. This is the America? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Um, it's extremely difficult to do the kills hidden, and it's just mm-hmm. like a very House of Cards-like. You have to like go and get an outfit to get an outfit to get an outfit to do a thing, um, and it wants you to have specific outfits before you can do specific tasks or specific people. Uh, specific people's outfits before you can do a thing. Like you can't just pick like a random engineer's outfit as far as I know. Um, and it just feels contrived in some ways to make it take longer mm-hmm. um, because it is by far the shortest Hitman. Um, it'll be six chapters. Blood money was like 14 or 15. Hmm. Um, absolution was like 20 something. Hmm. I wonder if maybe it's, well, I mean, I guess it did it always show that there was only six. No, I don't. I don't feel like they were clear about that. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm just wondering if it's like sales have slowed down enough that like, fuck, we got to move on. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know if it's sales have slowed down so much as they're like, I guess we should probably finish releasing this this year. Yeah, I mean, they said that as much they're going to try to do a a second season. Yeah, what, it, but I don't know if that's like same executable. If that's like, it'll maybe the same executable, but you're going to pay. It only makes sense to do that because they've sold the episodes individually as yeah. well as in a pack. Um, but it's, I mean, it's fun. Like it's, a, it's a good sort of exploration of Hitman. Like there are a lot of fucking AI units in that level and they definitely surprised me a few times by walking in on things I really wish they hadn't. <laughs> I'm not pissed so I get out of here. <laughs> Someone's in here. That's when Someone's you, that's here. when you just whisper in your breath. I'm sorry. You had to see this. <laughs> also, like just for performance wise, the load times have gotten just astronomically better than they were when that game first came oh, out good. and save time. Like it just, it used to take like a good minute. And but a is half that the load. power of your Xbox? One no, S? because I played it on the other Xbox as well. Oh. Um, it's, it's a lot more just friendly and playable than it was. And just performance wise, it runs a lot better. Good. 
um, which is good because I actually have access to the final episode right now, which comes out on Monday. So hopefully I'll be able to play that tomorrow and write up or like finish my review. Good times. Uh, Great oldies. <laughs> cool. 92.5. <laughs> that, that was a slogan in my, but people announced a bunch of tech stuff this week. We talked about switch last week. Um, your switch. What other stuff do they, um, new MacBook pros, and the Microsoft Surface, Surface Studio, which has one of the best like product commercials that I've ever it, seen. Yeah, in a yeah, it's very good. Like I won't buy one, but I will watch that. That ad comes on a YouTube video, and I actually watch it because yeah. it's really good. It let, that thing looks amazing. Um, the, the moment where they pick up the what's the dial? I think yeah, it's the called? little dial thing and put yeah. it on and, the and screen, put a screen. Yeah. It's just you're just like yeah. oh, this is cool. And apparently uh-huh. it clicks. Yeah. It makes it a cooking haptic, sound? It, no, it's got like a haptic thing in it that clicks when you like hit certain points. Oh, yeah. so good. It's too expensive, but I, I really want one. I mean, I might end up buying a dial because it's supposed to work with the Surface Book next year. Nice. <laughs> um, I was sad that they announced new Surface Books. Like, it's great that they're releasing better computers, but I spent $3,000 on that computer. Uh, it's the same pain I felt last week when I was like, I went to the Razer website and I was like, Blade with ten seventy. But this new this new book fixes like the main problem with the book that I have now, which is that the the GPU has a gig of memory, uh, which yeah. is a severe limiting factor. Not for enough. Games. No, yeah. totally. My GPU is six, which has been really nice. I know. Yeah, that's um, my that's my biggest complaint about the new MacBooks is that you only have four gigabyte options. Oh. They don't have a they don't have a six gigabyte or eight gigabyte I card know, I option. Just don't think, I, I think it's that a if big you're buying a MacBook. It's not for games. No, but uh, you it's it would be really nice to be able to do After Effects on my laptop. I mean, I do After Effects on my laptop now, but... Um, it's, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. And uh, I would like it to be a little bit more fun. Hmm. Um, well, they'll sell you a Thunderbolt 3 RAM expansion port for it. So. Which isn't true, but they'll sell you <laughs> fucking accessories for literally everything else. <laughs> I mean, like maybe watching, maybe they'll. Was it Alex Rubens, I think, that tweeted about his shopping cart. On, I don't know on Apple.com, and it was just like full of adapters. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Like you can't charge your iPhone. Like you can't connect a iPhone, any any Lightning iPhone to a MacBook Pro. That is a Thunderbolt an adapter. adapter. Yeah, yeah. I have a Thunderbolt port in my laptop, but I've never used it. But in theory, I guess I could use it with that Razer. The thing. only thing I, I've ever seen people use it for, and I know that you use it for things. But I you know, sure, I course. use it as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Is for people charging their new Android phones. Video like people have, use like, Thunderbolt USB-C all the time, port. but yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, that and uh, the newer the newer MacBooks, not the current ones, don't have. Uh, ethernet anymore so you have to do yeah. you have to do thunderbolt to ethernet yeah i don't have i don't ha- that has been one thing about my blade that i've disliked as well is that it's thin enough that it I didn't mean, have an ethernet the AC, USB. ac wireless should be fast enough for basically anything it is and i downloaded i've downloaded 40 gig games on it before and it hasn't been that and bad but for it's a different thing for ign where you we have a local media server that runs on ethernet so you have to you have to be connected over that you have to i mean i guess you have like a really good network but you have to have like an incredibly powerful router like a routing system to max out a gigabit connection between one between two devices so no, well, we, that's what i'm saying for this we you can't access the server anywhere anywhere else right yeah it's a 100 base t network i understand wireless right. is going way better it's just that old part of me that's like i just want a wired connection what about it like just by default that's how my brain works i mean it, it has less latency so but like i said i played all of battlefield the entirety of that campaign i played wirelessly my xbox one going to my router 
to my PC. I played it all streams. Wow. All time. I've been having problems with game streaming on my, my network lately. So. I actually tried uh, and played with some success uh, an, an NVIDIA Shield TV. Yeah, you told... S- streaming from my PC, from the work, work PC to my home. Yeah. And was, uh, for, was that for WoW or was that for... I, I set it up for WoW when I was doing the WoW stuff and, it, and you know, like... I, it could work. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be in a dungeon with it yeah. because like I would probably fail my team. It'd be great for Civ though. It worked great for Civ. Yeah. Uh, I still ran into like issues where like the video signal would just get so shitty that I actually couldn't even see the map to the like blocks. To, it was just blocks everywhere. Yeah. Um, and like there was definitely issues with control lag and stuff like that, even in Civ. But um, there was like last uh, last weekend, like on Sunday or something like that, I actually streamed Civ to my home TV over my shitty, shitty home internet, um, and for I don't know three or four hours, and it wow. worked. Yeah, I do a lot of game streaming these days, just from out of convenience. Yeah. So it's, it keeps my girlfriend up sometimes when I play games in the house on my yeah. TV, mm. so I can just go blast yeah. it out in the garage and yeah. make it. The crazy amount of sound. Like I would, like technology I would, can be awesome. Yes. Yeah, I would totally well. do it all the time at home. This was like from the work internet to my home internet. All I'd yeah. say is, don't, if you worked. like doing that shit, don't upgrade to 4K because it will shoot everything <laughs> that you've done to shit. It just nope. starts you over from zero. Yep. Thankfully, I'm not. Really I've does. never been super audio video person at all. So even playing streaming, I could handle the fact that it was like kind of. I was not playing the Civilization. Best. There's in some macro blocking. Like <laughs> yeah, some let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, artifacting is the uh, of my anything now. That's why I'm always like, like I don't upgrade my video card and stuff because I often am the person that's like, what did the game load up at? That looks fine. I just play that. <laughs> so many <laughs> games load up shitty though. I don't understand how you could do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't wa- like watching any, any one stream. Gears called. was the only mm-hmm. game I sat there and tweaked stuff and did the test, and I was like, oh, let's tweak this um, test. Called Titans. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, what? What's up? Never mind. No, 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 no. We're, d- we're done with games. Let's plug, plug stuff. Uh, next week will be our show right before Extra Life. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, Extra Life. Let's not let's not do it on on, the, on a Friday like we're doing it now. Yeah, Extra Life. Not. I'm probably going to bring my tower fan over to help us out with some airflow. Um, you know, next week we'll we'll get everybody's gamer tags on mm-hmm. my PS4 and yeah. my Xbox One. That, that is awesome. Um, I am going Wait, to. That's not next. Next Saturday. It's next next Saturday. Saturday, the fifth. Yeah, the fifth. I thought it was on the. I thought we were doing it on the eleventh. Are Why you going to be at BlizzCon? No, I'm. I have a family event. Oh well. I guess we're doing it without. Man, Janus. fuck your family. I, th- I thought we were doing the eleventh. No. <laughs> we've said the fifth. Multiple we've said times. the fifth many times. We've been tweeting out the fifth for weeks I guess now. we'll figure it out. Uh, anyway, so maybe not James. But it's, it's all right. <laughs> no, no, okay, no, never mind. It, uh, it's the next weekend after that. My family. It's your family. Yeah, so yeah. your family are the ones. Yeah. Well, then not fuck your family. They're cool. I like them. Uh, let's all channel together our anxiety over the election and try to distract ourselves for a full day. <laughs> uh, the site that I sent you, which is a good resource that, that I didn't know about, but I think is useful for pretty much anyone, and no matter which way you're voting, is... Uh, Ballotpedia? Ballotpedia, which is you enter your local address. It gives you... Uh, Ballot initiatives, yeah, candidates. Everything. Who supports them, uh, what it actually means for both sides, which people from both sides support it um it's just a really good resource so that's i, I went through my ballot and was like didn't know what it has all of them what they what they oh are oh my god we have so many initiatives this year in california yes. go check it out 
Uh, yeah. And also for Extra Life, join us. It'll largely be us four, but I, we might have a couple of friends stop by, but I think it'll mostly be us four just enjoying the shit out of some games. And, and if you want to play some down. games with us or abuse us, we are going to have uh, co-op mm-hmm. sections and troll us sections that you can pay money for. Go to tinyurl.com slash extra. And we will post a schedule there. All right, everybody. Once we figure it out. Yeah. Thanks. Go to Polygon or IGN or Area5.tv or go check out Marvel Heroes if you want to do that fastball special. I like that you spend the most time on plugging your bullshit. <laughs> nah, I'm I need, good. You can go try it for free. I mean, honestly, it's like the freest game of all time. Yeah. So it really is. Uh, also, go find that that dog gift or the dog video where the dog gets excited because it's hum- just it's just human and it's in its costume. Just looks up dog man dresses as Gumby, and you'll yeah. find it. The internet's a wonderful tool <laughs> to be used for ill. James just can't leave. We're good. Lady is entirely too happy. And yeah. Needs to leave. Find like a cat that loves you up. like Arthur's cat loves Lady. <laughs> all right. He loves everyone. James. <laughs> loves James. Yes. All right, everyone. We're out. Goodbye. Oh uh, man, cats and my cat belly. low lighting cat belly. and old cats Dude. make sound for me. She's got such a good belly. Make sounds for me. <laughs> she puts up with so much. She just, really does. Oh, yeah. you do what you want. Just touch my belly. Yeah. Lady is the most passive cat. She's. I mean, she's not like she won't come up to most people. Like if I'm not here, then she would be hiding in the corner. <laughs> but because I'm here, she feels safe. Yeah, Even but I mean, people, like, oh, there's so many yo, cats where you. it's like you touch their belly and they just like rip you to shreds. Freya, for example. Oh, Freya like, does she'll that. show you her belly, but God help you if you touch it, unless <laughs> she's like mostly asleep. Uh huh. Like if it's like 11 or 12 at night and she does that. <laughs> there's a time I was laying on my bed and Pee Pee was sleeping under the blanket, and then Lady came and jumped on top and sat on top of Pee Pee. <laughs> and I was like, this can only end badly. <laughs> Neither of them knew the other was there. <laughs> there's just something putting pressure on top and then something under me. Uh, James, speak. Hello. I, I like cats. I also like that dog video. That dog video is pretty good. I'm not purring. Who's purring? Matt, speak. That is a pretty great dog video. I should definitely say that to Eleanor. She loves dog videos. My volume was way too low. I need to have it probably a little higher than usual this week. <laughs> I do. I do. Love, I do yeah, the, the, the slow get up. Is like, oh, oh, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Can someone relocate my water bottle toward me? Where's your water bottle? There's that water. doter bottle. It's the do you, doter do you, bottle. Do you got it? Okay. Doter, doter. Duders. Now burn your hands. Play the duders and don't touch them. yeah don't don't lick don't lick your fingers james is already sick so he's not really gonna get any uh-huh. sicker for me oh good so i'm in a room with two sick people i know awesome. yeah my girlfriend's right, been like perpetually sick making out with us or anything get a flu shot if you yeah. haven't go get one 
Because I thought this was a cold, but it might actually be the flu. Yeah, um, my mom has the flu as well. Some comp- yeah, and she probably got a flu shot. It's fucking government conspiracy. <laughs> Injecting new so you'd fucking... I haven't had a Illuminati. flu shot in like 10 yeah. years. I probably should. Um, and how much have you been sick? I rest my case. I Welcome to Rebel FM. <laughs> no more or less than I usually Getting a flu am. shot. And I gotta be honest, I'm regretting it a little bit now. <laughs> I've, I've never naysayed it. I'm just like, I always think I should go get one and I just never do. I don't think I've ever gotten one, but I only get it like I, I got one. one when I, I got kids. one one time. I feel like uh, IGN <laughs> yeah, had a shot clinic. Yeah. Huh. They, they, they sometimes do. It. I don't think they do them anymore. Okay. Yeah. And I, that was the only uh, time I ever got anymore. it because I was like, ah, I, I guess Die. if I just have to walk into another room, sure. <laughs> yeah. You should see the fucking office. Contract Captain Trips. I also, yeah, I was going to say, I also remember uh, in, in eighth grade when they lined us up and gave us shots. In a in dusty, unused cra- classroom, and told us this is this is to save you from hepatitis. Oh yeah. shit! I know, but in hindsight, it's like it just seemed so shady. Like every class, class by class, just went through this room with this nurse who just Hopefully gave you shot. They didn't do it like they did in Egypt. And then she said, "Come back in six sure. weeks." So they there was some Egypt. there was some illness in like the seventies, I think, in Egypt, and there was a government program to wipe it out. And so they'd have these clinics that were compulsory, and everybody had to go. Um, and they would basically like get a needle, sterilize it, and then give five people injections like oh. one after the other. Oh God! Um, and what happened is they sp- ended up spreading hepatitis C to like twenty to twenty five percent of the male population. Jesus, of, of course they did. Um, yeah, no, they didn't do anything like that as far as I remember. But I just remember <laughs> in hindsight, I was like, man, that's just so fucking shady seeming. That- <laughs> and they're actually like mass testing a like a cure for hepatitis C in Egypt right now see, because well, so much of the population. Maybe we has should it. thank them for it. Wow. <laughs> Necessitated invention. Yeah, go get your food. That's just like in India, they have like male birth control. Yeah. Do you know India is technically still part of the British Commonwealth? Yep. Is it? As a republic? I was I was reading about that today because I was like, what the fuck is Canada's actual relationship to England? <laughs> they have the, the queen. What did you discover? Right. It's very complicated. They're basically both sovereign, though they still technically answer to the monarchy. Technically, in a way. Right, but Just the like monarchy Australia. doesn't exert. But any so does Nigeria. Power. So mm-hmm. does like all the like over fifty countries, fifty nine I think are, are in the, the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Yeah, probably because it would take like some kind of constitutional congress to like remove yeah. that. Final. Like Pakistan is the, part of it. It's like doesn't the Commonwealth like uh, people that are in the Commonwealth they have like easier time getting visas for each other's countries not and stuff like for that. long. But yeah, I think so. Mm, yeah. Probably not for long. Brexit. There's definitely like. Uh, easier immigration from countries like that. But it's just, yeah, it was just just one of those things that I was like, huh, I had no idea that it was probably because I was playing Battlefield maybe that got me thinking about it because I was like, man, they're descending all these New Zealanders (laughs) and everyone fought. Battlefield's weird. It's weird hearing Turkish in a Battlefield game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, in India they have something called Vasal Gel, which is like a gel that is injected into the vas deferens and prevents any sperm from coming out. And it's like 95% effective. Wow. And it lasts for, I guess, 10 years, and then you can reverse it by injecting a uh, like some kind of enzyme that breaks it down. Holy better shit. than a pill. Oh, my fucking yeah. God, James. I when, I, when I saw Amy Schumer uh, <laughs> live, she gave us... Oh, uh, did you go to that? I did. We were there, too. She, were you? Yeah. Uh, when she did her ill-advised formation video. Yeah. Wait. I mean, I gave a... I went to that totally unexpectedly. I bought tickets the day before. Oh, wow, really? To what? Yeah. Amy Schumer. Oh, God. Amy's a big fan. So that must I have been great. I love Amy Schumer. It was good. Yeah, she talked about the pill Amy, stuff. Amy, your partner. And and she, yeah, Amy. Not Amy part. Schumer is a big And she talked about the, how male birth control would be like the worst thing. She's like, you know, you're about to get down. And he's like, wait, hold on. And he walks over to his backpack and gets out a little pill bottle and goes to the appropriate date. And he's like, ah. 
She's like, there's something about that I don't like. <laughs> Dude, Bill. <laughs> Dude, Bill. Um, All right, let's roll. Oh my god. Let's roll. James can continue to eat while we talk. Yeah. No, continue. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, oh, say hello. All right. All right. And then eat. Uh, no, come on. Fuck off. Phone. Bullshit. <laughs>